Welcome to South U Stories, bringing you memorable stories from the leaders and best. And this week, we definitely bring you one of the best. Classmate of mine at Michigan, Matt Nolan, who is currently the general counsel of the anchor group at the Heiko Companies. I believe I've got that all correct. Um, Matt was kind enough to join us uh, traveling uh, from Chicago area to join us at Good Time Charlie's, where we... Uh, Recorded the podcast and also watched the Michigan versus Purdue basketball game. Michigan won, of course. And Matt uh, is a listener of the podcast and reached out and reminded me that he had an awesome story about the creation of Fall Break, so which I had forgotten about, but uh, he pleasantly reminded me. And we had a great conversation on that. Uh, apologies in advance right now because I'm a little under the weather and uh, try to push off recording this as long as possible, but I'm going to just be nasally, so uh, bear with me. Uh, before we get started with our interview uh, with Mr. Nolan, uh, first shout out to the sponsors, couldn't do it without them. Underground Printing, undergroundshirts.com, your go-to for custom printed apparel, uh, and Michigan gear as the weather warms up here hopefully pretty soon. Next up, AnnArbor.org, otherwise known as Destination Ann Arbor, promoting the Ann Arbor area for uh, alumni, tourists, and visitors uh, of all ages and uh, uh, countries. And finally, State and Liberty, uh, StateandLiberty.com, great fitting, great feeling men's clothing, unique styles, Visit stateandliberty.com and use discount code SOUTHU for 10% off. And now, Matt Nolan. All right. Uh, so we're here at Good Time Charlie's on South University. It is... Just, just saying that gets me excited. <laughs> it gets me this excited. Is, yeah, this yeah. is fun. It's a Saturday. We're going to record this podcast, and then we're going to watch the Purdue-Michigan basketball game. So it's a, we have a nice little Saturday planned out. Um, I'm here with Matt Nolan. Uh, Matt Nolan. Tell, tell us uh, what you do right now, Matt. Yeah, sure thing. So right now, I'm, uh, I became a corporate lawyer, okay. essentially. All right. Right. You're so the man. I, so I, Well, I'm a man. Okay, got right. it. We'll, we'll say that. <laughs> uh, I'm a corporate lawyer for a family-owned holding company in the Chicago suburbs. Okay, got it. And so we, you know, any legal stuff that comes up for them... You I help them out with pop around. So you're family, the man. you're the man for the family. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, you could say I'm a professional family man. You're a family man. I suppose, Got it. From a certain angle, <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's better. That's better. <laughs> um, and we are not just meeting for the first time. In fact, we met uh, maybe f- our freshman year of college. That sounds about that's right. Sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Be... So we were a spry eighteen, and we both were involved in what. At that time, was called Michigan Student Assembly. I believe is not called that anymore. I'm not actually up to date on all the ins and outs. That's of that correct. Yeah. But basically, student government. And uh, we met then. We ran for student government in various parties, and then together. Uh, and you were actually student body student body co president. Student body president. It felt like co president. Oh, stu- oh, that's right. Yeah, Jess- Sorry, Jessica was the vice president. Uh, but- okay. But we You're operated right. completely as if yeah. It were. I felt yeah. like you were. No, I felt like right. she was actually in charge. Well, first, she we should, probably was. If we're being fair, first yeah. off, we should shout out <laughs> Jessica Cash. She wasn't able to join us, but yes. would have been a fun. She would have been a, a good addition to the. To Cash the team was here. the brains behind the operation. Right. She was the one that 
directed my irrational and exuberant energies that, in positive so, directions. So while that was like you know fairly true, I, I do need to give you your your, your <laughs> due. You were the student buddy president, I was. and uh, you know when uh, you've been a uh, super helpful and supportive of the podcast, and then you reminded me that you have a great story to tell, and <laughs> then we were like, also, can we tie this around you coming to town and us hanging out and watching a game? There so that's right. that's why we're here. So thank you for coming on. That is life synergy if I ever heard of it, right? <laughs> And we're happy to have you back in the country because you were in China for a couple of years. Is that right? I was, yeah. yeah. A previous company sent me over there for a couple of years. Which is an uh, awesome experience. But Obviously, you knew me back when we were in college. Yeah. That was not something either of us would have predicted that I would have done at that no, point No, I time. don't think so. Uh, life, life takes the turns that hey. it does. And when you follow where it leads you, it, it typically takes you to pretty fun places. I'm sure you have a hundred stories from from that part of your life, and At least. maybe that's another, maybe that'll be another <laughs> podcast. But we're here to t- talk today about the idea and the formation of something called Fall Break, which for people that are listening that are in school or just recently graduated, probably is a foregone conclusion, right? It probably feels sort of like spring break did for us exactly the idea that it didn't exist it didn't exist exactly Uh, but the reality is is that fall break didn't always exist and you uh and your team were instrumental in creating it and getting it going and it's a great story so i wanted to have you on to do that and thank you for reminding me that that story (laughs) which is a good one so let's start out where you talk about how you got, how that campaign and how everything got elected and, and where yeah. this came from? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's quite the story. So uh, you know, we I had gotten involved with student government when I got to campus. It was something I had put in my head that I wanted to do when I got here. Yeah. It was you know, part of what I wanted my time here to be. Yes, classes are important, and I'm yeah. not telling anybody not to pay attention to them. But the things I've, you learn, I've gone further and said maybe more than that. So yeah, that's okay. The things you learn outside of the classroom on this campus, or, or any campus, but particularly this campus, uh, go so much further in developing who you are and in, in making your life and, than the time you spend in the classes, Agreed. right? Agreed. Uh, as, you know, I, my recollections of you is, you know, starting selling t-shirts with student government campaigns <laughs> and other things yeah. back yes. in the day. And Most and, people's <laughs> recollections of me involves t-shirts <laughs> and not anything academically. That's agreed. But that clearly was the right choice. That clearly was the right direction. And, and similarly for me, the student government path led me in a direction that I think by the end of the story, you'll understand ties up to what I think I'm decent at today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, to set the stage, uh, it was our sophomore year. Yep, that's right. Uh, the previous year, at the end of our freshman year, there was a guy who had spent our freshman year walking, literally the entire freshman year, walking around campus with a sandwich board that said, Hi, Hideki, Hi, MSA Hideki. President 2000. Uh, and I would say it was you know the name of the student government at the time. And uh, uh, shout out to Hideki Tsutsumi. That's right. Who I'm still friends with on Facebook, I'm pretty sure. I right? saw him in Tokyo. Oh, wow. Well, we lived in Shanghai. Wow. Uh, we took a weekend, uh, my wife and I took a weekend uh, up to Japan and got together with him for dinner at the restaurant where the famous fight scene from Kill Bill Volume 2 was filmed. <laughs> really? Uh, let me just say, in addition to being an incredible campaigner, because Hideki... Ended up getting elected student body president yeah. despite having zero past experience or knowledge yeah. of the student government. Yeah, uh, he English, won a landslide. English was not his first language. It was not, uh, but he had dedication. People loved the idea, and I think it sent a bit of a message that yeah. student government needed to make sure it was reconnecting with 
what students actually cared about. Yeah, because right. at the time, you know, electing him, there was no downside of doing it. Yeah. There was at least a feeling of no downside yeah. of doing it. So, so yeah, anyway, additionally, by the way, Hideki can hold his drinks. That man <laughs> is uh, good you know, to know. Every every you know thing that you would expect of a early forties Japanese businessman in Tokyo <laughs> uh, from a from an alcohol consumption perspective. From every movie I've seen in regards I to that, I thought I was keeping up yeah. uh, until I stood up, yeah, and then realized he was karaoke. He's a master. Was, was karaoke involved? We actually did not get to the karaoke oh, piece of the evening. Man. Uh, but but it was an excellent excellent. All right, yeah. sorry. I so anyhow, I, no, I, I, I'm going to take you off course many times. <laughs> that's, but that's fair okay. enough. Apologize. It's been a while. Yeah, it has yeah. been a while. Yes. So uh, so anyhow, so Hideki had come in with the best of intentions. Yeah. Uh, he really did want to do the thing. He just Hideki did not know what he did not know, and so people that were the rising seniors that year, um, or even some of the people that are going into their junior year sort of got disengaged from student government. Yeah. There, there was a bit of a jumping off the raft. Yeah. And, and there were a chunk of us that stuck around, yeah. either A, trying to hold things together, or B, thinking of, okay, when this year's done, we, yeah. we're going to have to take it in a new direction. Yeah. So that next year, he ran for re-election. Uh, it's important to know, uh, Hideki was a 26-year-old international student That's right. on campus. This was, was not your stereotypical student body He was president. way older than us. He was much older than and us. And love Hideki, but he also looked looked it. He, he looked did. older than us, right? It, you know, he it, wasn't a young-looking 26. No, and he didn't understand a lot of the dynamics around a lot of these things. Yeah. So at that point in time, and to this day still, there has never been a two-term student body president at the University of Michigan. Really? I didn't uh, know that. There has never been, and I have to tell you. And he was he was one? He ran oh, I see. At, for the second term. He did, okay. He got defeated. Okay. Uh, that's a good that's a good little Mind fast you, fact. because of the timeline that I've I've laid out now, I was a sophomore when I ran that year against yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, so so Cash and I ran uh, for our ticket. We we ran as the blue party, which that's was right. one of our student. I was on the blue party. Go yeah, blue, right. vote blue. Yeah, go, was, blue, go uh, blue, vote blue. We, right. we we started that before the whole blue state, red state <laughs> thing kind of co opted the dynamic. Right. But uh, but yeah, we had that. So there was uh, there was a real scramble to see what was going to fill the vacuum perceived yeah. to exist on his way out if he indeed didn't win re-election right so he ran that was going to pull some votes there were a couple of different groups uh, of different levels of vehemence yeah. that wanted to make student government essentially a mini actual government yeah you know campaigning uh, either on real political issues of the day right or very hardcore political issues of the day right uh, the affirmative action lawsuits were a big deal when that's we were on right. campus. That's right, yes. Uh, so there was a party that was dedicated to nothing but the affirmative action that's lawsuits. Right. Yep. Uh, there was another party that I don't have any compunction in saying was essentially a front for the college Republicans. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I being accurate? No, yeah, you're being, yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. right. And, yep. and they tried to dress it up in the terms of yeah. being something that was very similar to what we were trying to pitch as right. the Blue Party. But it, right. it was a little bit different. Yes. Uh, and then there were there was also, I think, probably the most interesting party, although they did not garner too many votes. So they had hundreds of votes. Yeah. Uh, the Friends Rebelling Against Tyranny Party. Otherwise uh, known as. Otherwise known as the Frat Party. The Frat Party. Uh, and the Frat Party was com- comprised mostly of staffers from the Gargoyle Humor Magazine. Right. Is the Gargoyle still around, by the uh, way? I don't, that, that I don't know. I were think they, they had was temporarily that, uh, the Every Three down? Weekly is still around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but, that's good. Yeah. 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 They were, I felt like they were the intellectual successor well, to the Gargoyle. I'll find out and we'll put it I'll put in the episode notes on that one. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, that'll be good. Yeah. I'll but, link uh, I'll link them as a shout out. They uh 
they ran essentially saying, hey, we've found out student government's a farce. Let's keep it going. <laughs> uh, and their campaign platform included uh, classics such as putting Coca-Cola in the drinking fountains. A, a classic. Uh, having the engineering department partner with the aerospace program to design a giant laser that could carve OSU sucks into the moon. I mean, Not, these I were mean, that's a legitimate, that's a legitimate, legitimate idea. goals yeah. and ideas. And that I feel one, like I, that one. I did think if I had known that a little bit more, maybe I would have switched parties. They had just, hundreds just of people vote for them. They weren't necessarily rational votes, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, and, and so, in that context, we had to come up with something to say you know, we, we viewed ourselves as being the party that was trying to actually represent a student voice on campus okay, right? right there's an administration here a legitimate legitimate, you know, legitimate voice for actionable students. change right? yeah to do things the students cared about right. uh, there's a sidewalk yes. that stretches from the fishbowl to the diag, the one that goes directly out the door of yes. where the fishbowl is. Yes. Is it still called the fishbowl, by the uh, way? It is, and it does have. I actually was there recently, and it still has computers in it. Okay, amazing. There we go. Yeah, I know. That's I, I was pretty I assumed, impressive. Actually. I assumed that it wouldn't, but it does. Yeah, I would have assumed that as well. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that sidewalk got put in place because we went to the vice president for facilities at the time and said, "Hey, uh, there's construction going on. That's a muddy path. People are all cutting the thing." Yeah. Can we put something down? I was thinking wood chips. Uh, they just paved a new sidewalk and put it in place. Perfect. Uh, the blue signs that are in bus stops that have schedules and maps. Yeah. Shockingly didn't exist in the bus stops. I have no idea in the age pre-smartphone how anyone thought that people were using buses back then. <laughs> you just got, you just got on one and then where did you end up? I suppose, yeah. yeah. So, so that was you know a thing to help nudge yeah. people in the direction of the university wanted. We yeah. said, well... If we know when the buses run, that might help. On the on the flip uh, side, you had uh, essentially a international student just wandering around campus with a sandwich board. That was happening. Yes, and then you had a <laughs> uh, a group uh, of friends rebelling against tyranny. We had that. Apparently, tyranny was we don't have enough coke in the drinking fountains, True. and yes. at the the moon could use uh, some more signage. It really could use a makeover. Yes, that, that would have been nice. And so, within that context, one of the other things we added to the platform because it sounded great. And in theory, plausible. Right. Was the idea of a couple of extra days off in the calendar year. More days off from class, we felt would be a pretty decent sell to students. And that was where the idea of the fall break came. That was your Coke in the drinking fountain. That was our Coke in the drinking fountain. (laughs) Was a break in the fall. Slightly more plausible. Because at the time, (laughs) uh, that wasn't something that existed. There was one Big Ten school at the time. Uh, the Big Ten only had 11 schools, and it was still more than 10, but, <laughs> yeah. but not the 14 we right now. Right. But of those 11, only one had a fall break. Oh, uh, It was Penn State. Oh, really? And no state, none of the 15 public universities in the state of Michigan had a fall break. Oh, So it was somewhat early phase. If you'd gone outside of that and just said top 25 mm. universities, yeah. there were some that had fall breaks. Right. Uh, crazily enough, Notre Dame, I believe, takes an entire week off for the fall. Yeah. But they do some other things to the calendar huh. that Michigan would not be willing to do right. to pull that off. So, so yeah, we campaigned on it. We got elected. And, and you know, as a aside, 20 years, you know, 18 years later or whatever, uh, we look at it now as, you know, we talk a lot about, like, mental health and student health. Oh, and yeah. and this, is a, this should be a foregone conclusion, right? And so what we're talking about as essentially a, we got to, we got we got to get something flashy on our campaign in order to make mm-hmm. this work against the coke and the guy making walking around campus was something now we look at is like absolutely essential 
to, right. you know, student health, right? Which we also discovered through the process of, you know, essentially selling, getting it put in place. Yeah. Because after we got elected. Talk about that. Uh, unlike, I would say, many politicians in the world today, increasingly <laughs> fewer. Uh, we, we had an idea that we wanted to try to do the stuff that yeah. we campaigned on. We got the rec sports buildings hours extended, yeah. right? That was yeah. something that students said they wanted, so yeah. we got it done. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of those other things. You wanted to follow through on your campaign promise. And we wanted to follow Shocking. through on that promise. Amazing it, idea. It really was somewhat of a novel idea, <laughs> but, it, but it felt important to us at the time. So, uh, so we dove in on that right away. Uh, throughout the course of the process, it was over 70 different meetings with various university officials, administrators, wow. et cetera, to do it. Uh, but it all started with going to, you know, the administration building over at Fleming and saying, yeah. okay, we're thinking about this. Yeah. Where do we start? Yeah. We started with a provost. That uh, was Paul Courant at the time. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he said, well, it's a non-starter. It's a great idea. Everybody would love to have a couple of days off. But the National Accreditation Association, I forget their actual acronym and name. Whatever allows Whoever Michigan, accredits Michigan, public universities, yeah, right? right? Uh, they had said there was a specific number of days you had to have in each academic calendar. Mm -hmm. Taking two days off is moving in the opposite direction of where we've been trying to nudge that. Mm. And so we just don't think that you can do it. Right. Well, this is going to be a moral of the story, right? Yeah. Uh, we didn't like taking assumptions and somebody else telling us something was true right. to be the final answer. As, as the gospel. So we dove in on it. We pulled up the actual regs. We contacted the organization. As yeah. it turned out, there wasn't a specific number of days. Huh. Somebody had gotten that in their head because yeah. there was specific guidance to try to have more days right. and nudge it up and, and do those types of things. But Michigan was already in a pretty good spot relative to peer institutions as right. far as number of days. Right. Additionally, we thought we could do it without reducing the number of days. So once we were able to, I'll say, clear up that misunderstanding <laughs> the university had had of its own requirements. Everyone needs a little education. Sometimes sometimes the students have to, to teach the teachers, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. And, and that's, that's what right. that was. So uh, they then got on board and said, well, okay, I guess from an administrative perspective, we don't necessarily have anything that yeah. says we can't intrinsically do this. Right. But the faculty aren't going to go for it. I mean, it was a big change for them. Yeah. They're really set in their ways. They don't like change. Yeah. You're not going to be able to get them on board. You're going to have to redo your lectures. And I, and I will say, I, you know, as, because I teach a class now, you throw, you know, throw off my weeks you know, and, and the organization of that. It, oh, it is, is a little bit. This is a big part bit. of the story. You're getting, you know <laughs> I'm the exactly. Grouchy old fa I'm the grouchy faculty in this. No, in this but agreement. you also, Rishi, you are exactly hitting the nail on the head with yeah. what came up with this. So. Yeah. There were two primary objections. Yeah. We went to uh, to SACUA. Okay. Uh, the, that's some sort of faculty governing board. Yeah, I, I don't believe. I don't yeah. recall Correct. the Correct. faculty senate, maybe. Uh, I, well, I feel like that we'll must figure be what that the S stands that for. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's the part I of the notes. I knew that at some point in time. I, I, the notes are there <laughs> so that everything we can't remember correctly, I can just go back perfect. and throw that in there. And oh, then it's, it, it's yeah. like we knew. In the, it's it's, it's, be it's a beautiful thing. Anyway, go ahead. SACUA. Yeah, so SACUA. So we sat down with them and said, you know, this is a thing we're interested in. And they said, well, you know, intrinsically, again, you know, a couple of days off isn't a bad thing. Yeah. We had identified the reason the fall break was where we put the break from the minute students show up on campus, essentially at Labor Day until Thanksgiving at the time mm -hmm. was the longest period of time in the academic calendar where you didn't have anything longer than a weekend. Mm. U of M has a decent percentage at that point, I think even more so now, of out-of-state students. Absolutely. Uh, and out of, with out that, of country students. Out of country students as yeah. well. You cannot visit home, see your parents, 
refresh, take a breather with a regular weekend. You right. just can't do yes. it. Uh, so, so that's why we sent it in the fall, essentially October, for, for when we wanted to drop it. So we went to them. They said, yeah, intrinsically, that sounds good. But uh, we don't want to start classes like a lot of other schools do, particularly a lot of other state of Michigan schools. Yeah. We don't want to start before Labor Day. And we certainly don't want finals to run into May. Yeah. We are a September 1 to April 30 school, and we yeah. have four months off for professors, for the research time, right, for right. Whatever else, right. that was sacrosanct. We couldn't touch it. Mm-hmm. We said, "Okay, well, let's look at it and see what we can do." Yeah. The second objection that they had, and we had completely not contemplated this because our original thought was you'd do it like a like a fall break. You yeah. put it on a Thursday, Friday. Yeah, like a spring break, like a spring break yeah. too. They said the challenge with that is that you know classes. At the time, classes started the Wednesday after Labor Day, mm-hmm. which meant you missed a Monday, Tuesday there, but then you, you sort of got going. Yep. You miss a Thursday, Friday because of Thanksgiving break. Mm-hmm. You typically don't finish classes on a Friday. Correct. So there's another Friday Tuesday. you miss, maybe another yeah. Thursday, sometimes a Wednesday. Yep. yep. So the balance of Monday, Wednesday classes versus Tuesday, Thursday classes oh, interesting. Yep. was something that if we put the break on a Thursday, Friday, it would have made it worse. Yeah. So we said, okay, we'll, we'll take those notes. Okay. So we went back and said, let's look at the calendars, just the objective calendars for the next 10 years. <laughs> really? And let's modify them yeah. to see if we can fit a fall break in, in a way that is responsive to these concerns. Yeah. So keep it after Labor Day. Keep it, you know, finishing you know, around when it was. Right. Uh, and looking at the balance of days. Yeah. So I mean, we did the math on it. We, we calculated average number of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays yeah. under the old originally scheduled calendars. Right. And then we played with the break and eventually came up with if we put the break on a Monday, Tuesday, it still gives you a four-day weekend. Right. We really shouldn't care that much about whether that's a Thursday, Friday, or Monday, Tuesday. No, absolutely. So we thought that could actually help the balance of days. Yeah, yeah. I've experienced that because I teach class on Tuesdays, and I actually experience that now. That's exactly right. So yeah. I'm glad that it's playing out yeah, that yeah, way, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing was that uh, we students are typically on campus by Labor Day anyway. Yeah. We oh. normally start the season with a home football game, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And people are here. Welcome week. Welcome week That's is right. a thing. And, That's and right. even people that show up at the end of it, they're here by Labor Day weekend, and yeah. the families go home and use the extra day to get back. And, right. But... There was no reason why we had to wait till Wednesday to start classes. Ah, yeah. So that's why classes now begin on Tuesdays. Oh, they didn't do that before the fall break was in place. Oh, they started on that Wednesday. So that was one of the days. The other day that we borrowed uh, was to, to essentially make the end of finals period go one day later. Yeah. The problem with that was that every, what is it, five or six years, based on how the leap years adjusted, uh, the calendar comes around and does the same thing. It would push that day under the 23rd instead of the 22nd. So okay. that was getting a little bit too close for comfort to Christmas. Our anticipation was that the way the professors would react to that was if you were on the very small percentage of professors who had your <laughs> final on a, the 23rd, you just you move, move it, it really on the calendar anyway. That's a very strategic move there. So I like make, that. That's in right. those years, you know, one out of five or six years, finals would be slightly more compressed. Yeah. But again, in exchange for a two-day break. Yeah. We felt like that could work and actually ran a survey. Uh, students oh, agreed with it. Yeah. We, we said, would you like to have the two days off in October if it meant starting classes the day after Labor Day instead of Wednesday and having finals run a day later into December? And had 80 or 90%, I forget the exact number. Said yes. Uh, I, yeah, they say 
Yes. Right? Yeah. And then back it up. So we went back to the faculty and said, if we do the break on a Monday, Tuesday, here's what the average balance of days looks like. Yeah. What do you think now? And they said, well, we're, we're keeping the full month summer. And now we've had these extra two days off. And they also get those two and, days off. And those two days, by the way, typically fall right around midterms, right. midterm papers. Yes. You're going to get, in theory, a higher quality of work product from students because they've got a little bit more time to yep. breathe and sleep and work on them. And as faculty, you're going to have a little more time to get through it. That's exactly right. Maybe you have time to grade them. Yeah. You have time to whatever else. Yeah. And, and so we got them on board. And they said, yeah. sure, we're, we're there. So we went back to the university. We said, okay, we dealt with the accreditation issue. We've dealt with the faculty's calendar issues. Yes. We've got a survey that says the students are on board. Yes. Uh, maybe it's time to take this thing forward. So the university secretary at the time, Lisa Tedesco, put it on the agenda for the regents and said, let's get it up for the regents. The week before the board vote, which, mind you, I mean, again, we're I'm a junior. Yeah. I'm 20 at the time. Yeah. Right? The Board of Regents are people like, you know, Dave Brandon at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew Fisher-Newman was yep. a VP with yep. Northwest Airlines, which became part of Delta. Delta. Yep. Uh, you know, Larry Deitch, who's a partner at a big-time firm yep. in downtown Detroit. Uh, you know, all of the others. Uh, Kathy White. I, mean, I, I these still very, remember a lot of them. These very well-respected, well-respected titans of industry. Adults yeah. who are professionally have proved they're really good at what they do. Right. And are smart, sharp people. Right. And I'm a 20-year-old kid going and saying, give me two more days off of class, right? <laughs> so we've got all the data, but but still, there's yeah. some apprehension you're in the process. What you're asking for is more free time. We're, we're still bracing ourselves, yeah. right? So so we had done a lot of background work, and we, we, we felt pretty good about it. We were prepared for some questions. The week of the meeting, we got contacted by uh, the secretary's office saying, you know, the regents have one concern and it could come up at the meeting and, mm. and we don't think it, it's going to torpedo this but it might mean there's not a unanimous vote you yeah. never know how they're going to react Yeah. so okay what's the issue there was a concern and this will shock you Rishi it will be shocking that there is gambling in this establishment right? <laughs> uh, there, there was a concern that having two extra days off and having a long weekend in the middle of the semester in football season would lead to more pause for the gasp uh, underage drinking, out of control parties, and the campus being absolutely torn to shreds. And, and that was a thing that was a concern. Uh, we're giving kids extra time off in the middle of the semester. Oh my gosh, think of what's going to happen, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so we said, well, how in the heck do we respond to that concern? How do we brace for that? We're trying to prove a negative, right? Let's. How about we? Uh, don't play slant. Don't play MSU. <laughs> Remove these other things first before we get into that discussion. There are plenty of reasons why that would not be the Correct. the core driver of that particular culture. Correct. But, uh, but either way, it was it was something we were going to have to address with the stakeholders that, that we had at that moment. Yeah. We needed to to get them on board. So we went to the one school in the Big Ten that had a fall break, Penn State. We had thankfully had a decent relationship yeah. with the student government leadership at that school because of the Association of Big Ten Students, oh, interesting. which just in case student government on campus wasn't cool enough, <laughs> we, we would get together with the student governments of the other, other Big Ten schools. And uh, Penn State was the last school admitted. So they were. interestingly enough, they were the new, they were the new the kid. Block. They were the new kid, right? They, they were the 11, were. right, for a long time. Yes. Uh, so we went to them and we said, okay, you guys have this fall break. 
how would how did you deal with this? There had to have been people in your stakeholder community yeah. that had the same concern. They sent us data that they were able to get and get release for uh, for us to have from their university health system, which showed that there was one weekend in the fall in Happy Valley. Yeah, where the one weekend which is indicative of something completely different, by the way. <laughs> but one weekend where there were zero alcohol-related visits to the emergency room no way. at Penn State. Every other weekend there were visits. The one weekend each year for the previous three years had been fall break weekend. That because it turned amazing. out people actually used it either to study or to get out of Dodge. You know, go somewhere with a few friends, visit parents, yeah. do the things we were saying was going to happen. Yes. Uh, we brought that data with us uh, when we got to the regents meeting the regents uh, insisted on calling it the fall study break or f- study days yeah, I forget which yeah, was the actual correct. formal nomenclature yes, yes. we were fine with that yeah. so you could call it a tomato for all I care <laughs> right if we're getting two days off uh, and the tone in the room at that time was essentially why didn't we do this 20 years ago yeah, what, yeah. what has been the barrier and the barrier was you know quite frankly to wrap up the story just having somebody who was going to go through and actually track all of these things down challenge assumptions everybody felt somebody else had a reason they couldn't do it yeah nobody pressure tested the edges of it because it felt like it was going to be too much and so here we are and that is a skill i would not have learned in my russian history class right I would right. not have learned in, you know, debates of the founding fathers. Right. Uh, but I did learn, you know, actually navigating a massive bureaucracy here on campus and figuring out how to how to get stakeholders on board, how to yeah. get something done. That, I use that in, in my job. I've used it in my various jobs since. That is an amazing story. And I don't I don't think I well, I didn't know that full story and purposely didn't let you tell me that story till now. And I think like especially it's twenty twenty. And we talk about what it takes to make change. Oh, man. And this is what it takes. It takes challenging assumptions, not taking things for granted, not listening to what has been the status quo. That's exactly right. Using data to actually prove your point Mm -hmm. and uh, and thinking outside the box and listening listening to your constituents. (laughs) Well, yeah, listening to all the elements of it and and pulling together different voices, different skills. Uh, Rishi, you will recall... uh, we were, a, we were an interesting group, the, the Blue Party. And I certainly wouldn't have been able to do this by myself. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I had a personality that I'd like to think was a piece of, you know, getting done what we got done. For sure. Cash was certainly an absolutely instrumental piece of what we did. Yeah. Uh, nobody would have probably stuck around to get done the things that the two of us wanted to get done, even right. to get elected, if it hadn't been for... People such as yourself and Adam Damaro and plenty of others who kept the whole thing fun. I, and, I and was engaged. just there to keep it fun. <laughs> and as you know, I uh, I stepped back very quickly and did other things. But Fair. but Fair, but yes. I think the point is I look at back on that and is like uh, there were people that were very committed to it, and it, that's what it took. I knew oh, I did. didn't have the yeah. commitment after uh, one semester. Um, but that commitment level is actually what's needed to get all of this change to happen. It's, it's as to get as anything, this one but... story shows, right? No, that's exactly right. And now, you know, there are those moments. I mean, you try not to take too many victory laps in life because yeah. you want to stay hungry and push forward. Yeah. I, I can tell you when I end up back here on campus and it just so happens to be fall break weekend. And yeah. I'm, it's the football game I'm back for that fall or whatever that's it is. That's right. 
And you walk by a building that's got a sign in the window that says you know, modified building hours due to yeah. full study days yeah. or break or whatever we're calling it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty nice. And to think about it now, I mean, this I think there have been 18 fall breaks, which yeah. means the kids on campus do not know an academic calendar that wouldn't have had that. This is and, it. And that's... Uh, we kept thinking each year for the first five years out that it was going to be the year they pulled it off the calendar <laughs> and our flash of the pan yeah, success would yeah, be gone. And that's yeah, right. Here we are. So. I, I, there's no better way to end the podcast than that other than uh, go blue against Purdue. <laughs> go blue, of course. Go blue against Purdue. Go blue against uh, Notre Dame. Notre right Dame. Oh, that's hockey. right. Yeah, that's right. We've got a, another big sports weekend for Michigan. Yeah. Matt, thank you so much. Great to see you. Appreciate it. Great to see you.